Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. All right. Welcome back in for another episode of Managing Expectations. It's a good day. We're seeing the sun in New Jersey for the first time in like six days after nonstop rain. And the rain was fun for the first few days, but it got old by day four. We don't we don't have nuance, just like on Twitter, on the internet. We don't have nuance in, in the weather system. It's either all sun, no rain, or, or all rain, no sun. But uh, vibes have been trending up since this morning. I remember what it looks like to have sun come through my windows. But the vibes are absolutely into outer space now because my friend, my good friend, Michele Giannone, is joining me today. Michele spends what I believe to be 70% of his waking moments speaking into a microphone on TV, podcasts, or Twitter spaces. So, Michele, I'm, ve- I'm very lucky that you gave me some of your airtime today, your, your 16 hours a day airtime. How are you, Tom? Are you crazy? As soon as you wrote, I was like, what? This is an honor for me, man. You know, I admire you uh, so much. And it's it's incredible that you uh, consider me for this. And this is one of the things that I've been struggling this year. Um, this by far has been the best professional year of my life. And doing we just wrap up the, the regular season on, on TDN. We don't have a game on decision day. I did over 30 games this year, which Correct. is crazy. And all and, the national team stuff. Yeah, plus that. Getting, 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 I'm a very shy person. I'm very social, but I'm very super shy. And when you start like getting recognized, I struggle with that. <laughs> and, and it's like, wh- why, why do you want to talk to me? You know, why, why do people want to hear my opinion? I'm like, this is sports. <laughs> like nobody gives, gives a damn. <laughs> Let's talk about something meaningful, right? <laughs> and, but I, and I get, you know, um, and sorry if I'm going long on oh, this introduction. Um, people ask me, like, dude, you've been like, I've had Messi, like, next to me. Um, on the NBA, I've had LeBron James next mm-hmm. to me. And I don't get starstruck by zero athletes. It's, I, I don't know. I get starstruck by, by peers and people in the media. Like, every time I've, I've had the opportunity to cover, and, and this is probably an, an inside Dan Levatar joke here. Well, not not that insight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like talking to Chris Whittingham. <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 talking about the show because you know we're both fans of the show. Like I've also covering like the the baseball World Series because mm. we have the MLB you have, rights. Everything. For... I didn't even like. I I, were, yeah. I think that we, I would call us good friends. I didn't know the LeBron stuff, the MLB stuff. Or is it just like sports on TV? Deanna and they go, okay, send Michael. Yeah. <laughs> yeah basically yeah he's the only one that lives in the u.s out of mexico so send him and do do anything i have a boxing coverage next week which is crazy too <laughs> yeah man it's it's so every world series that i've gotten it's like i'm chasing tim Curtin. i'm chasing this and and, and i go screams like the looks like game from the yeah, yeah. show and and he looks like me so so it's like like excuse me who are you <laughs> and I have to explain, like, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of the Dan Levator show. I love you. So it, anyways, being here with you, it's, it's very exciting. And I, and I appreciate that you, you wanted me to, to, to be with you. Yeah. So, um, I, then that's funny. Like, I was going to bring it, talk about yourself a little bit. I didn't prep you on this. I figured you would say no. Um, so for me, like 
I didn't, you didn't really come up on my radar until like I'm newish around here too, whatever, four years at MLS and a couple years being like known a little bit. Um, but so for me, as, as a white guy who has a painful lack of understanding of the Spanish language, I didn't really, I guess, well, I wasn't familiar with any of your work until earlier this year or maybe over the winter, like around the end of last season. I started to like see your name more and I was like, oh, like this guy's good. And then we became more and more friendly. So like, can you feel free to free reign to give me shit for, for being unaware and ignorant? Or was like, were you tweeting less in English in the past or was it just like part of your career going up? Like, like why? Like what? What did I do wrong here? <laughs> no, you did nothing wrong. And I remember which one was our first interaction. It was a Paul, Paul Arriola interaction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you see, I, I remember our first interaction. And 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 again, it's like when I got like a, like a reply from you, I was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> um, no, you know what? I people people say, I mean, you 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 tweet a lot, especially in English, because I started, I grew up and I started to work on radio and TV in Venezuela. So after after. A long time doing that. I was the, the Venezuelan national team uh, reporter. Awesome. I traveled with them on a on a World Cup qualifiers. Um, I was doing radio, TV. But then I decided to move to the U.S. to to follow my dream, which was do a master's and then mm-hmm. trying to make a life here in the U.S. And I working at with I, I started working at what it's now the defunct Univision Deportes, which yeah. then merged on 2019 with Televisa Deportes, and that's how two UDN start. <clears throat> Literally, the team TUDN is for Televisa and UDN is Univision Deportes Network. So they merge very clever. They merge those mm-hmm. names, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and and do you know what? It's if you go back, well, obviously no one's gonna do that. But I didn't use Twitter at all. <laughs> I, was your life better at that point? <laughs> yes, very much. Very very much. I didn't use Twitter at all. And if you look at that, my, my tweets like two years ago, it was just like raging raving about the dolphins and, <laughs> and and lazio my my two my two teams and, and the italian national team not making the last two world cups and and people always said i remember hey you gotta use twitter it's a good networking i use mm-hmm. it as a newspaper i had my list of new yeah. of, of people and every morning I was like like reading the news for me but i didn't tweet and i tweet in spanish and mm-hmm. then when i started um diving in more on 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 MLS and starting to interact with people in English especially like you guys Weavy Gas mm-hmm. etc and I thought okay you know what even though I'm doing games in Spanish in TUDN and doing more stuff um I'm interested I'm interested to like um what it's like to be on the other side no on the mm-hmm. English side and push myself because it's, it it also helped me uh be more open because I've always been very um, self-conscious about mm-hmm. talking in English and expressing myself in English. And this is something I remember my, my friend, my good friend, Paul Tenorio from The Athletic. Uh, we've had these conversations because he's from Costa Rica in the sense. Yeah. And he doesn't feel comfortable doing things in Spanish. Mm-hmm. And we've had this, this long conversation, especially during the World Cup qualifiers, about um, challenge, conquering those fears, you know? Like what I'm doing right now with you. I don't feel comfortable 100% talking to you. Not because I'm talking to you. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, but people are going to hear this. And and you know how it is, right? It's like that that guy doesn't speak English well. Why don't you go find a person that speaks perfect English, you know? And, and even though people say, no, your English is very well, you know, you always have that feeling yeah. in the back of your mind. Like, you know, what are you doing? You got to get better. 
and start starting to tweet in English and trying to to mm -hmm. to do that. It was more of a self challenge that I imposed to me, and I think that's that's it's very weird now that I that I tweet in Spanish. But the only thing I tweet about is the USMNT and MLS, so <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is, right? But it gave me the opportunity to expand my yeah. my quote unquote network and, yeah. and starting to work with MLS on on the English side with you guys with extra time, and I'm very grateful for that because. It was a, a a step in the right direction in in my professional life, mm -hmm. and 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 you know meet wonderful people like, like yourself and conquering those fears that and hopefully that that I that can help a lot of people to 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 believe in yourself anymore. Mm -hmm. Like you're you're gonna hear a lot of criticisms, but but don't, don't don't pay attention to that. Just believe in yourself and and try to conquer those things that. That make you that make you fear, like in myself, doing mm. content in English. Yeah, I mean, look, like like you said, like I'm glad that that you're able to accept the compliment that yeah, your English is, is very very good. And I, I like I can't imagine doing things in my second language. And like regardless of how perfect or imperfect the second language is, and and your grasp of it, like just knowing that I feel like I could 100 convey what I want to convey in my first language. I can barely do that in my own first language, let alone the second <laughs> language. So I can't imagine like how difficult it is and and people take things out of context or people disagree with things. And then you like you have the added like side of that to be, oh no, like if, if I said it in Spanish, you would have gotten it better. When like maybe they would have, maybe they wouldn't have like but so that's just another added like anxiety or something to think about or something to worry about. Like I again I've said this like I try to say it at, at every turn. Like, you know, bilingual media professionals bilingual players who are doing interviews in their second language particularly players particularly like alan polito like we were both on the sporting kansas city press conference this morning he answered some questions in english and this is a player who in mexico and you working for tudiana like you know this better than anybody else like you guys are hanging on all of his words chicharito as well like the yeah. strength that, that these players show to the courage to do something in your second language bro if i was a player speaking in a different in a non-english country i would have a translator my entire career it's like people make jokes about baseball players it's like yeah ichiro's been here for 20 years why does he still need a translator dude like i don't want anything to be taken wrong i like i would do the work to try to learn the language as well but i don't know if i would ever be comfortable enough to uh like do interviews and stuff and not worry about saying the wrong thing so like i just think that that's that's a phenomenon that that nobody really will like I I truly won't understand it I can't understand it like there's a lot of people who overlook these things that are that are difficult and they're important to know yeah that's that's the main fear right when you get taken out of context mm. because and, and and especially nowadays that everything you said that can be taken out of context or can be taken in a in a different if you make a joke even an instant joke and it, it takes and it can blow up my worst fear my worst fear is when I'm traveling and I take probably over close to a hundred planes a year Same. every time I'm on the plane and and then I don't have wi-fi or internet with me and you don't know what's going on or yeah. on social media uh, because again we're doing podcasts I'm doing live tv yeah. uh, you're doing a million things and 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 every time when, when I turn on my phone I have that fear of oh you're my god worse I, I know exactly it's, what you're talking about and like it, it shows the the um addiction to technology we all have right it's like Oh my dude, it's funny that you said that. I'm glad that I'm I'm not alone in that. And it's just like unnecessarily worrying. It's like, yeah, like yeah, it's brutal. <laughs> yeah, I, but I'm, but but here we are, man. Just <laughs> just trying to do the, the 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 best that we can do. And and yeah, it's it's been it's been it's been a weird. Just to finish the point, mm -hmm. uh, a few a few weeks ago, I had a I so, somebody. It was a, a mom. Well, I guess a mom. I don't know, a big sister or whatever. And there, there was a little kid. 
Um, and, and she's like, hey, can, can, can we take a picture? Mm. And it's like, sure. And I'm like, okay, give me your phone or something. I thought, <laughs> I thought they want me to take a picture of them. I was, I was leaving the stadium. I don't remember what I was doing. And I was like, no, 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 no. My, 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 my little kid wants a picture of you. And my instant re reply was, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> you do know who I am. Do, do you know who I am? I'm no one. It's like, and, and it's, and, and it's funny. And, uh, and it's, it's the thing that I've starting to learn to live. Um, with right mm -hmm. and and that thing that you are on the spot 24 7 um and and it's hard man it's 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 difficult it's difficult because everything can be out of context yeah. if you're tired if you just got on a plane and you're just in a mood mm -hmm. and and you know it's it's uh, it's but hard. you're a good person like a nice genuine kind person i i struggle to get to that so like it's more for me <laughs> dude i have a pet peeve i have a pet peeve i hate it but it's like when I go into an Uber or a Lyft, don't talk to me. Yeah, 100%. Please. 100%. Like, and, and yesterday I, I flew back after a week outside from, from home. And, mm. and then we can be done with this Michele South Center talk. <laughs> and, and I've never done this, but I, I took two planes. I was dead, mm -hmm. dead. And I literally, the, the, the guy in, in Lyft started to talk to me. And I was like, dude. I'm sorry, I don't want to be disrespectful, but my head is exploding. Please, like, yeah. I don't want to talk. I'm sorry. Yep. And it's and it's like, man, and I felt terrible because you know, then then if it if you get recognized or something, yeah. then immediately it doesn't matter your the years that you put out. It's like immediately, oh, this guy's an asshole. Yeah. You know, and it sucks, but I, I guess it comes with the territory, right? Yeah, and it's fair. The the only last thing I'll add to this that hopefully is a little bit self-deprecating and funny is that my worry because is that somebody will recognize me while I'm playing in one of my men's league soccer games in which I'm either screaming, cursing at them, or have kicked yeah. them. So, like, that's my work because I'm a different person on the field. Um, yes, it's like, me I too. Got <laughs> last week, and it's just like, again, yeah, it might, but the ref is like a, my, one of my dad's friends and like say F you to the guy and say it back and then everything's okay after the game and everything. But like, you know, somebody seeing that be like, oh my God, Tom Book is <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So anyway, um, moving on, we'll, we're, we're going to talk a little bit about the games on Wednesday night, set up decision day, and then I wanted to do a bit where we dive in. Michele, I think one of the things I've noticed about him, he has some guys that, that he loves, goes dies on every hill for on Twitter, and I'm going to try <laughs> to see if we can hammer down a best 11 for Michele. Not best 11 for 2022, but a Michele's guys, best 11. But let's start with the games last night. Inter Miami beat Orlando City 4-1. Charlotte and Columbus tied 2-2. These were the four teams around the playoff line. Uh, Miami clinched a playoff spot. Uh, Charlotte were eliminated. Uh, we'll go ahead with Miami because um, this has been, I think, one of the most fun stories in the league this year. Like um, They had 19 players in, 22 players out. They were dealing with sanctions. They were dealing with, you know, nobody knew exactly what was going to happen with Blaze Matuidi this time, like in the beginning of the season. I had reported and some other people like that Matuidi was going to be bought out and he ended up being bought out club ambassador, but that's a DP. Uh, Pizarro was loaned to Monterey and for some weird MLS contract rule, he counts as a DP. First half of the season, Gonzalo Higuain isn't playing at all. He's a DP. So they're getting absolutely nothing out of three DP spots. And somehow they stayed afloat in years past. They folded whenever things got difficult. Um, I think Phil Neville, uh, Chris Henderson for, for the roster construction and helping set the culture. Phil Neville, uh, I can't say enough good things about what he's done this year. Again, this team has folded at every turn over their first three years in existence. This year, they should have folded halfway through the season, beginning of the season. 
uh, Gonzalo Higuain re- like could have had every excuse to just be like, I've been benched, whatever, F this. I've played in World Cups. I've played for Napoli, Juventus, Real Madrid. Who cares? Like, I'm going to retire anyway. Um, Neville kept him in the group, and he's been incredible. Uh, 14 goals in his last 15 games. Now they make the playoffs. Um, I, I, you tweeted today that you, you think you're going to vote Phil Neville for Coach of the Year, so I, I guess take it in any direction you want, but if you want to start there. Yeah, I think um, let's start from, 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 from the base, right? Everything you said and all the rostered moves, that it's, it's just an incredible work, right? And with those, especially with the limitations, like you said, yeah. you're still, I, I think Pizarro is the 11th uh, best paid player on MLS, and he's not in the league. <laughs> which is which is crazy, right? And mm-hmm. you're getting nothing out of Gonzalo Higuain, and that's on him because 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 he came here, he took the league as a joke. He said it. He's on the record saying, "I thought I was gonna come play here with a cigarette in my mouth." That's something like legit. He said, "Yeah, a literal and quote." <laughs> he, um, out of shape, and this is where I, I gotta I gotta give it to Phil Neville. You know, it, yes. yes, yes, it's what Philly has done, what Jim Curtin has done with 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 uh, Sharondolo, Wolf, Noonan. Uh, Nancy, it's it's a stack, you know. Yeah. It's 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 probably for me at least when I'm doing my awards and 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 getting ready to the, to do my my official ballot, it has been the most flip flop award when when mm. I think about it. I was on the Sharondolo side, then I switched to Noonan, then thinking about Wolf, now Nancy, and, yeah. and but what I what what I first with Neville, and we gotta go back. At the beginning of the year, when he called out his players, especially Wayne, right? Mm-hmm. And he had been the, doing that for, to Bizarro the year before as well. I think he, yeah. he found he found the line of challenging and yeah. putting his arm around the guys very well, but particularly the bigger players, he he was public and he didn't hide from that. And I thought that was good. But go on. When you can do that and not have a mutiny on the locker room, and a guy like Gonzalo Wayne, that if I'm Wayne, you know, you could you could have said. You know what? F you. Like I'm Gonzalo Wayne. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, look at my career. Right. Right. Who are you? Um, and having that control of the club, of the institution, of the locker room, it's very impressive. Mm-hmm. The the roster. I mean, come on, man. Like honestly, like this this roster has no business of this next on Sunday to be on the line to get a home playoff game. Like, what are we talking about? If if the if the red if the red bull lose and they win, they're getting four. Oh my god! I didn't even Eastern notice Conference. that. That's <laughs> unbelievable. They sit eighth in the supporter shield stand. Eighth. This this at, at the beginning of the year with all all the changes that that you mentioned that just that he kept the the locker room and the team afloat and that he's now fighting for a for a home playoff game. It's unbelievable. And honestly, when you compare against when you see Austin. I mean, come on, man! Like you had, you had probably the MVP of the league playing for you. Yep. You had a really good roster. Um, Cincinnati has a front three that 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 it's that that can be the the jealous that any team can be jealous of it, right? Mm-hmm. Who had Miami? Like Miami had this guy Campana that they brought in as a, as yep. a, as, a, as a young bet. They had a, 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 a Gonzalo Wine like, like we mentioned that he could have just folded and call it. A career and mm-hmm. don't give an F anymore. And, and then I have to take the words when Alejandro Pozuelo came in, which is I think is the move, probably the move, the move of the year, especially for how much he cost. Yep. Yep. Like that, that, that was ridiculous. And I remember Pozuelo on the record said, 
I left one of the worst situations, atmosphere-wise, locker room-wise in Toronto, and I came to probably the best locker room I've encountered in my life. Mm-hmm. And that's on film level. Yeah. And when, when you put everything on top of that, and again, the roster, look at the names. Like, look at the names on Inter Miami. I think what he has done, it's no matter what happened this 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 next weekend, they're already in the playoffs. Mm. And I, I don't think for me it, there is even a discussion at this point anymore. And it's and it has to be film level for coach of the year. Yeah, for me, I was leaning Nancy, like you said, the other guys that that you put in, like Trundolo. I think Trundolo's done a really good job, but I think I'm two or maybe three years in a row of best just you know, whoever won the supporter shield I voted yeah. for coach of the year. And I was trying not to do that. I didn't want it to just be a de facto. You finish in first, you automatically get it. But the revs set the points record last year. Um, Jim Curtin did what he did in 2020 for that first trophy. Um, and then in 2019 was the LAFC year where they set the record. So I was trying to not do that, say with Torundo or if it was Jim Curtin when they looked like they had a chance at the shield. Um, but yeah, like they were going to be involved. Neville, I think you've laid out a really strong argument. I think Neville, Nancy, I think Pat Noonan's done really, really well as well. Uh, I guess we'll see what happens on decision day. As, as All they need to do is win. Or There are so many different permutations where even if they draw against DC United, they're in. Like That's a phenomenal job as well. But, but like you said with Neville, I think the context as well of he was doubted when he got the job because of his relationship with David Beckham. And, and I'm yeah. certain that his relationship with David Beckham played a big part in him getting the job. But two things can be true. You You can also be the the right candidate so I think the questions and concerns and and criticisms and doubts were fair to at least raise like hey would he be getting this job and again like that was clearly um, an ownership hire because they brought Chris Henderson and Phil Neville in together like Henderson didn't hire Neville unless that there was something that went on during the interview process that we don't know about Um, he was obviously influenced by that relationship with David Beckham and he's been a really really good coach he's again I, I keep going back to it like I don't want to blithe his like tactical work or what what he's done on the field of like a thinker. Like I don't want to make it something that's like like oh he's just a man manager or whatever. But like it is so impressive how he turned around this culture. Like this culture was the absolute worst over the first couple of years. Diego Alonso and and everything else that they had going wrong with this club. Like I I can't I couldn't have fathomed something like this this year. And you know I, everybody likes to dunk on preseason predictions and stuff. And it's funny it's stupid whatever. But like I think it, it's useful for context of how they were viewed going into this season. 13th, 12th, 13th, 12th, 13th, 13th, 11th. That's what MLS soccer had. And like, that was pretty much the general consensus. The fact, again, as you said, like this, they, they don't have any business being here. They they had zero DPs one because Gonzalo Goyne wasn't really playing. And b- before Pozuelo got here, like that's, we, we made excuses for Sporting Kansas City, all these other teams whose DPs uh, have been hurt and stuff. And for right reason, like it, it is really difficult to win in this league when your, your three DPs aren't doing much. So, I mean, I, I can't say it enough. Um, again, Chris Henderson, He's been phenomenal. Henderson and, and and Albright from Cincinnati, I think, if I had to pick executive of the year, it'd be between one of those two. Um, it's just been an awesome story, a fun story. Um, and, and looking forward, this offseason, because Gonzalo's uh, retiring, I was assured pretty heavily that Pizarro will not be a DP on this team next year. <laughs> um, it shouldn't have been this year. I think it's a silly rule, but it is what it is. Next to Alejandro Pizuelo, I, I, if I don't have any info on this, I, I would – I assume he'd be back, but there's no guarantee. So he, he's not under contract for next year. They have three open DP spots right now for next season. Um, it could be as as few as one, depending on what happens with, with this group. But so that's a ton of flexibility for a team that hasn't had any flexibility. And they had to get rid of 22 players to create a little bit of flexibility this year. Yeah, I was my next point was going to be there. I'm, I'm super excited what they're starting to build. 
And now, not, not just that, they're, they're starting to build ahead of 2024, 2025 with the new stadium. Yeah. And all, all these rumblings about potentially getting a, a Lionel Messi type of guy or even Lionel Messi. <laughs> and, and no, 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 I'm going to cut you off there. There is no Lionel Messi type of guy. It is just right. Lionel Messi. <laughs> what, I meant, what I meant, yes. There's just one Lionel Messi in the in history of, of the of the planet. <laughs> but were you trying to not? You were trying to say the thing without saying the thing. Yes, trying to make exactly. it a general, and it was like, oh shit, I was too specific. Yeah, you you know what? Yeah, they're they're they're, they're building to get Lionel Messi. Period. <laughs> End of story. Right. <laughs> it's an open what, what I meant is like a top world class yeah, yeah, type yeah. of name. You know, like a Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. Those those names, right? A Karim Benzema, whatever. Um, but yeah, I do think. This is just me hoping that that, that marriage is going to happen, that Lionel Messi yeah. and Inter Miami is going to happen. So I'm very excited what they're going to do. I really like Pozuelo. I think he has a lot to offer. So I don't think it will be the worst idea to just spend a, a DP spot on him. Yep. And and the next two, like what you have, that flexibility that they have. And they have a lot of young players too. So they're, they're, they're not spending a lot of money. So mm-hmm. again, what are you saying? What Henderson and, and Phil Neville ha- have done to manage all, all these hurdles? Because it's not just all the movement in and out. The movements in and out with all the restrictions and penalties yep. that, that they're paying. It's, I think they, have, they, they, they deserve to be in the discussion. For me, they are the ones that should win it. So I'm, I'm really excited because like yesterday we saw, it was, it was um, um, the fans responded. That's 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 also important. And if you don't know Miami, the location of the stadium sucks. <laughs> it's it's far from Miami. It's far from South Beach. Fort Lauderdale. It's in Fort Lauderdale. It's at least a 40, 45 minute drive without traffic because I, li- I live in the area. So having that, uh, the amount of people that show up yesterday that gives you an idea what this team can be with a very competitive team on the field, even more competitive than they mm-hmm. have right now. I, I think if they get that home a playoff game, the atmosphere is going to be absolutely crazy. So I'm very, very excited because Miami, we know it. It's a city like LA. If they can do things right, they're going to get the big names because yep. the big names want to live in LA. They want to live in Miami. Uh, Messi, going back to that, has a, has a house in Miami. He, he goes every vacation to Miami. So those those links are there, and sorry, that's the reality of the situation. If they have yeah. if they have the opportunity to go to Miami, LA, or Cincinnati and Kansas City, nothing against them. I love Cincinnati; that's my favorite stadium in MLS, for example. It is what it is, right? Exactly. And 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 Miami's in that position now, moving forward. Yeah, you know? yeah, and that's and pretty even, exciting. The the it come it does come with it is obviously a blessing, a good thing. It does come with the wrong side of things because. It ended up being Iguain saying, literally, I could play the cigarette in my mouth. And it came with um, Blaze McTweedy being one of the players that, that came down. Like um, John Thornton at LAFC, like I've talked about this concept with him numerous times over the years. And like they, he was like, you know, you wouldn't believe some of the names that we've gotten offered. And like we have to be so careful that these are players who want to come here. Look, for the they got a, LA, LAFC got offered Cavani yeah. dur- during the summer and they turned it down. Yeah. Like those are the names that 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 they want to come and they and, and again it's LA in Miami. Yeah. And and that's the the, the the reality of the situation. Um one last point on Miami. Uh Leo Campagna limped off with an apparent mm. hamstring injury. Phil Neville already said he's out this weekend. There might be questions about whether he'll be ready for round one of the playoffs. I hope he is just to see this team at what it like we haven't seen a lot of Campania anyway in playing together. I think that there's a lot of potential there. 
So uh, we'll see that. Um, I don't want to spend a lot of time on Orlando. Maybe we'll talk about them more after decision day. Uh, and because I also just have no clue what to make of this team. Open Cup champs, but insanely inconsistent in MLS. Uh, now they play Columbus on decision day. They need to win to get into the playoffs. Antonio Carlos picked up an absolutely ludicrous decision for him to get a yellow card out suspended, their best center back. Uh, Facundo Torres has, has really been coming on strong in the second half of the season. Urshan Kara, not so much. Um, again, I'm not entirely sure what to make of it, but they went from pretty looking pretty comfortable over the playoff line to now they need to beat Columbus because they're a point behind Columbus. I don't know what to do with any of these two teams. <laughs> And I, I was having this this discussion with, with, with Gas mm-hmm. lately with, with Orlando. It's like, dude, for me, I love Pareja. I think he, he, it's he's an first. He's an amazing human being. Yep. Like when you deal with him, he's it, and it was so cool and so rewarding to see him. And I don't know if and I probably you know it that the interview that he gave post game on the field to 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 my very good friend Christina Alexander. By the way, that's a name. People be aware of it. She's incredible. She's doing silent reporting cool. for with MLS and and other stuff with ESPN. Um, and I'm very happy for him, but. His tactics and this team sometimes it's just like watching dry dry pain. <laughs> it's like you're also we, playing attacking midfield and stuff. Like, like what, what, dude, what are we doing? Like this is a team that sometimes just sparks the bus, and yep. and and it's a low possession team, and and they lose their cool, and oh God, more yeah. times that that you wanna that you wanna know it. And I don't know if that's a reflection of of you know of the, of, of how Pareja is in, in the how emotional he he can mm. get. But it's it's a frustrating team because you have the, the the players and the weapons like Facundo Torres. I think he's unbelievable. Yeah, he's really he's great. Unbelievable. I and um I think Pereira. He's he's a great player. Araujo. It's amazing. Yep. Araujo. Sorry, Araujo. It's it's. Yep. it's yeah, yeah, yeah. We have we have three Ara- Araujos yeah. and three are pronounced different different <laughs> in the league. Araujo um, with with the hard U in Orlando. Yeah. And why are you not better? Yeah. Why? Yeah. And and everybody's like, oh yeah, they won US Open Cup. Yeah, they won US Open Cup. Like the only real challenge, honestly, who they were challenged with. Like until they got to the semifinal, they were playing like uh B teams on MLS. Sorry. Yeah, they, they beat Philly, I think, and like, yeah, I don't I don't know if I don't remember what that lineup was. I assume Philly played their second team. Yeah, and it's and it's we we have to start until teams and this this is another rant about US Open Cup, unless uh, up to the point that MLS teams Uh, get serious about U.S. Open Cup. I'm not gonna put too much into it about trophy. who wins. It's a trophy. Yeah, yeah, it's I'm a trophy. Not, I, to be fair, like Orlando noticed that. I was doing one in the build-up yeah. to the final. I, I interviewed um, their uh, sporting director Luis Muzi and assistant GM uh, Ricardo Moreira. I think yeah. those two are very good at their jobs. But both of them, when I asked, they were like, "Look, we when we beat Philly, we were like, all right, like we're focusing on like look at we have a potential for this run." And then it worked out where they got. The, like they the luck of the draw where they got to host the semifinal and the final. Um, they beat Nashville. Nashville played their first team in that game. But before the Nashville game, and I think the round before that, they said, okay, like we have a legitimate chance to win a trophy, qualify for CCL. Like yeah. if other teams aren't going to take this seriously, all the better for us. Like, so yeah. again, that, that Nashville game was first choice. That Red Bull game was, was their first choice. And then that Sacramento team were, were good, obviously a fun run, but a USL team that got to the final. That That's what I'm saying. And it's a CCL spot right there for you to take. And and it's and so it, it's infuriating for me that 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 most MLS team don't don't get US Open Cup as serious as they should. But that's another that's another yeah. conversation, right? So 
and and it's frustrating because you could see, and it's the same thing as, as Atlanta United, but Atlanta, it's or even Columbus, the other team we're talking about, mm. that and and Atlanta is at different circumstances, all the injuries, etc. That you can see there there flashes in their games that you can see that I, there's a great team right mm. there, mm. but they don't put that effort. I don't know if it's effort or that consistency right. that you want them. To, to be, and it's like, and sometimes it's not enough. You can see, you see a great team for 20, 15, 20, 25 minutes, but I don't think it's enough. And it's yeah. frustrating because with Columbus, and Columbus is, it's, and Caleb Porter, it's, <laughs> I remember Weedy, after they did that this week, the awards, yeah. uh, on Extra Time, he put on Twitter like, okay, now we have a new award. It's like, who's the most frustrating coach in the league? It's like, it's Caleb Porter by a million. Yeah. It's Caleb Porter by a million. And and then we can talk about Adrian Heath and, and Gary Smith or, or even Pareja. Um so this team, like it's I think it's egregious that this that first Orlando it's out of the players right now. Like they're mm-hmm. in eighth position. And the mm-hmm. Columbus are in, 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 in the position that they are that, that Cincinnati and Miami are over you, you know, with the talent that you have on your team. Yeah. So so yeah, you you won a trophy, the US Open Cup, you're playing CCL next season. But with the talent that you have, pareja, I, I think it's unacceptable that if you don't make if you don't make the playoffs. And 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 I think he could be. And I know he's not his style. He he likes it. Um, he, he likes that. You know, be, being more defensive, uh, mm-hmm. low possession, just playing more in transition, um, using the wings. But you should be better with yeah. with the talent that you have in your team. And the same goes as Columbus. Yeah. You know? So so basically, I think that game. Just that, that that game, uh, those the, the two games last night with Columbus and and and, and with Orlando, I think gives just a reflection of what these teams are, and, and and they should be better. Yeah, I think that's a good microcosm. And again, we won't talk about Columbus. We'll we are maybe a little bit later, but um, again, they they tied Charlotte. They dropped another. Oh my Charlotte, Charlotte with a stoppage time equalizer. Uh, Columbus now have eleven drop points in stoppage time, which is the most in MLS history. Um, but kind of focusing on Charlotte, they're officially eliminated from playoff contention. Um, I have been saying it since, you know, when everybody, the Asamos Jodidos quote came out and everyone was like, oh, this is going to be like the worst expansion team ever. I was yeah. pretty, he- like, hanging pretty heavily on, like, I don't think that they're necessarily going to make the playoffs, but I think that they'll be competitive enough and, and stay alive long enough. Um, and, and that ended up bearing true. Um, they <laughs> fired Miguel Ramirez after 14 games, um, a lot of which came from behind the scenes, he was kind of uh, difficult to deal with. There was a lot of relationships that deteriorated. Obviously, this spilled into the public sector when him giving interviews. Um, and again, with those expectations, I, I always get kept getting asked by people like, you know, you know, who set those expectations? Like you're saying that <clears throat> Ramirez is, is doing so well with what he has. Like, has anybody other than him at this club said that we don't expect to be any good? So that's all that. That was all interesting. I was surprised that they made that move early in the season, but it, it has worked out very well under Christian Latanzio. Uh, just to break it down, under Ramirez, they got 1.16 points per game. Under Latanzio, was 1.37, just about a playoff pace. Uh, their goal difference under Ramirez was minus 5 in 14 games. Under Latanzio, was minus 1. Expected goals was much, much better. Big chances created much better. They they pressed more. They pressed more cohesively. Um, they played long a little bit more. Um, and I think that that season could have went in a really bad direction if that didn't happen. And so I guess kudos to them for for pulling the trigger early on Ramirez and and real quickly with Latanzio, they ended the season in a 4-4-2. I'd assume the plan next year is for 4-3-3, but I'm sure that they'll be fluid. Derek Jones is really good down the end of the season. Edilson Melanda, their center back from France that they bought, 
um, in the summer. He was really good. Swiderski was playing as a, as a free roll, 10 second striker. Yeah, that was incredibly fun. Uh, they have an open DP spot, U22 initiative slot. Uh, Latanzio, from it's been reported, but from what I'm told, that the overwhelming expectations that he's going to be the full time head coach uh, matter. It's a when, not if. Um, and if something changes, it'd be a big shock. So, assuming that Latanzio gets the job, what what do you want to see from them in year two? I want to see growth, like right. Well, we're going to see, and I have to eat the, the biggest plate of crow that I've, I think I've eaten in my life. I, <laughs> I thought Charlotte was going to be even worse than what we've seen from Cincinnati. Like I thought yeah. they were going to be this, 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 the spoon uh, winners. Yep, yep. They're going to be an, an, uh, the new Cincinnati of the league, especially with, you know, all the quotes from, from Carnera. Um, they're like, what, what is this guy doing? Like, Oh my God, like just shut up. Stop doing interviews. <laughs> Stop it. And, and I, again, and, 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 and I'm excited about, I was, I had an opportunity to do a game in, in Charlotte and that fan base, man, it's something special. Yeah. Um, they, it, of course, when you see it on TV, it's, it's an NFL stadium. It's a Panther stadium. It's, it's a huge stadium, but they feel normal. The, the, the low, the low ball, the lower ball yes, that fits yeah. like almost 30,000 people. And, and the atmosphere is awesome. And on TV, you think it's empty, but there's like 30, 35,000 yep. people. Yep. And, and what they've built is, is special. The stadium is right downtown, which I always think it helps for a oh, city like, like, like Charlotte. It's, it's wonderful. And, and, and again, um, kudos to, to Carnera and the, uh, because they, like you said, they didn't sit under laurels. Uh, mm-hmm. They went for it. Like Shinjashiki was an incredible um, yeah. asset to get. Um, very, very low key. You know, yeah. he was what rookie of the year, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 then he like he went like two years without doing much in Colorado, but they saw something there. And yeah. as soon as he, and, and that's another. We're talking about best moves. In, in season, I think Shinjashiki, it's right there. And, and yesterday he scores, he scores the goal to, to tie the game up. Yeah. So I'm very excited that, especially with Corneta, that the year wasn't as, well, it wasn't terrible at all that they, they were no, alive until, until yesterday. What's, it's, it, it speaks volumes, but that they already had like a, a, a foundation and, and a blueprint. Mm-hmm. And again, another DP spot open, I think it's massive. And with that fan base and, and, and and that uh, the first year under your belt as a, as a ownership as a, as, as a, a front office as players and and in and, and and with Latancio, uh basically taking over a, a dumpster fire. You know, we're talking about uh, what Phil Neville did in, in in the locker room in Miami. Mm. Well, that locker room was lost on on the on the Ramirez basically. Yeah. So that's a difficult situation to step in, and 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 I think it's exciting. That's that's another MLS city venue. And another team that 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 can be a big team moving moving forward, or not moving forward, but it's not going to take a lot of time yeah. if they keep doing the work the work they've been doing right now, following these steps, they can be a, a very competitive and, and a big team on MLS very soon. If they hit on this final DP spot, yes, I think that like it, it's like I really like their foundation, what they've done. I think this winter is going to be very, very crucial. If they kind of miss on a couple signings, then it's going to set them back. And because the teams below them are all resetting, and you, so you need to get better every year. All of this at just the normal evolution of season by season in any sport, let alone MLS. But if they hit on this third DP, that that's a really good foundation. Like I was just kind of spitting it out before with like, you know, Swiderski um, and, and Zoran came out in an interview and said he's absolutely untouchable because uh, Swiderski's agent is is putting his name on things, making <laughs> headlines about stuff. But look, like a. A group that has Swiderski, uh, Nuno Santos, I'm pretty high on. He, I don't think he started yet but because he was a summer signing. But 
former Portuguese youth international, came from Benfica. He had like similar stats to Ryan Gold, who I thought was a really great signing when um, when Vancouver did, and he's a very good player. Milanda has has been. I think it's unfair to expect any international center back at 20 years old to look as good as he has looked so far. Like I think that they have a lot of pieces in place, and if they really hit on this other on this next DP to put Wisterderski, see what Uzuiak can do. I think Uzuiak could be bought down in the future. I don't know if that's the plan or anything yet. It, it would you know salary capture gymnastics and all that. But if this third DP spot comes good then like this team has like has again has a really good chance to continue moving forward um yeah. i think that's that's about all i've got here on charlotte just so we don't yeah and, and 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 real quick talking about players that don't get the recognition that they deserve like bronico i think he was stellar yeah, awesome. for them and nobody talks about him <laughs> um but but yeah those hitting on those players also it's it's important you know so i yeah. think i th- i think they're on the right track and yeah i'm excited like as well as as Miami, what they can do now with when when any team like that has a DP spot open is very exciting. Yeah, yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that goes. Um, I think it has to be a young DP, depending on where Juzuiak falls, just because of they they're going to use all the three U22 initiative slots. But if Juzuiak comes under the the max tam, then I don't know. That's it's permutations that I don't feel like getting into. I uh, expect it to be a younger player. So we're going into the decision day. Golden Boot is still technically alive with Hani Mukhtar's leading Dryusi by two. 23 to 21 two spots in the east that we've already talked about two of fc cincinnati columbus or orlando will get will make the playoffs it's likely to be since plus one of columbus and orlando because columbus and orlando play against each other philadelphia union have the number one spot in the east but it's not locked up if they drop points montreal could get it with a win and then there's the western conference that we can talk about a little bit before moving on um two of minnesota united vancouver whitecaps we also lake or portland timbers will make the playoffs minnesota are playing vancouver so there is a chance for Vancouver to jump them. And then the only other thing out West is, is the home game, that final home game, Nashville or Galaxy between fourth and fifth. If, if results hold, they'll, one of them will host the other. It just depends who. So uh, what, what interests you most? Because we talked enough about these. What interests you most about the Western Conference on decision day? Minnesota. Minnesota. And, and it's, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to do a little, a little run here, but I'm not going to raise my voice. Turn the camera. I'm on the, I'm on the <laughs> camera. Where's my camera? Right here. Listen, Minnesota United. Adrian Heath, listen to me. Listen to me. You broke my heart. You <laughs> broke my heart. I had you a month ago. I said you were the second best team in the Western Conference. And after that, the got hurt. you've been you've been complete shit. <laughs> like <laughs> I cannot, I cannot tolerate that one center back gets injured and the whole team crumbles. It's unbelievable to watch. I was so high on this team. Like I was talking about. Efragapane should be on a best 11. Robin Lott is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Reynoso is the MVP of the league. Forget about Mukhtar and, and Driussi. Amarilla is going to score 30 goals next year. <laughs> and they broke my heart. Yeah. I, I was there. I was broadcasting that game. The, the Divas injury happened to me. I saw it. it. It was like three feet away from where I was. It was um, right by midfield. Yeah. And as soon as he fell over, because I saw it. Yeah. I was like, okay, this is not good, but this team is talented enough that I have high hopes yeah. for them. And the only thing that I... And, and again, going back to Caleb Porter and and Heath, and why are they the, the most frustrating coaches in MLS for me? The team is very talented. Like I just... We're, we're talking about Will, Will Trapp, Robin Lott, who's, who's been incredible this year. 
he's he's he's, he's been he's he's played I think all the positions except <laughs> goalkeeper this year. He even played as a forward one game yeah. when Amarilla wasn't available. Uh, Reynoso, it's I think Reynoso is the best pure player in MLS, like pure talent yeah. player. Yeah. Um, Amarilla is a, is a good goal scorer. You have Fragapane, but I don't know why this team forces the game so much towards um, through Reynoso. You know, you, I would do that if I was running a team with Reynoso on it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> right, but that's but I I understand that, but they do it too much. Yeah, okay. I don't. What what I've seen is that they they force the ball too much through Reynoso. Like if Reynoso doesn't touch it, it's, it's like if Reynoso doesn't touch the ball, it doesn't count for us. <laughs> it's like go back, go back to Sinclair. We're gonna start. We're gonna restart the the, the the play again. Like you have a lot of talent on this team, and I think they force the game too much through Reynoso, which is fair. Mm-hmm. But for example, with Austin, like Austin, it's yeah, Drusi is it's an MVP. It's two top two. Top two with with Honey for MVP. I'm sure we're gonna talk about it, but there are other players that that you can like. Fagundes has been amazing. Ruti at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Uh, those the midfield. But again, it's like if 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 Drusi doesn't touch the ball or is not involved involved in Austin, it's it's okay. You know, mm-hmm. it's the team has shown that they have other ways to do it. With Minnesota, it's infuriating and frustrating how much it is like it's Reynoso or bust. And then you add the, the Dibasi uh, injure, injury and the team just folded. It's it's frustrating to see. And I wouldn't be surprised. It will be if they lose at home, because we got to remember this game is at home against Vancouver and they're out. When a month ago, they looked like a really, really serious MLS Cup contenders, yeah. and it and it just sucked because the the, the talent is there, mm. and I, and honestly, I don't think that Adrian Heed had ha, has done a very good job this last month, um, balancing that between Divasi and Reynoso, who has been a little bit of struggling with injuries too. He missed mm. a couple of games, yep. Yep. but still, you have again, you have a lot of talent in your team to not be on this free fall position that you've been for the last month. Yeah, and, and so the scenarios are, are really uh, straightforward because Minnesota are playing Vancouver yeah. and Real Salt Lake are playing Portland. Um, I love it. Portland and Minnesota, um, either win or tie. Real Salt Lake and Vancouver, they need to win outright in these games just because of where the standings are. Uh, that's going to be extremely fun. Um, I, it, between Wednesday with the four teams around the playoff line at East playing each other and then Sunday the four teams around the playoff line playing each other in, in the West, plus, again, Columbus, Orlando, like, there's literally no way to plan for it this well. Like it, it, you know, people can joke about like, yeah, it's as if they drew it up that way. Like this is, you know, really incredible. Glad that that this isn't day is going to be fun. Um, that's that's really all I've got. I think, I think that there's enough shows extra time. Everybody's going to be diving into decision day, um, and I'll talk about it next week as well. Uh, but before we close out, I did want to do again my first thought when I was asking you to come on. Um, from you, you were banging the Iliate MVP drum at the beginning of the season. <laughs> you have guys that that you that you drive drive the bus for. Yeah, uh, we all do. So I think this is gonna be fun. Um, I'm I'd like I'm gonna write. I wrote down and I text you this. My off the top of my head, I was like Michele's guys: Ilya, Georgi Mihailovic, Lucho Acosta, Alexander Cowens, Pablo Ruiz. I'm sure that there's other ones, but those are the ones where I was like, all right, I know. I think of Michele and like I think of all right. <laughs> who's, it's it's like Stageco with Nuhu, me with John Tolkien. Like you you think this player? Yeah, like you, you can have other people <laughs> on the bandwagon, but top seed is Michele's. I remember. Like a month ago, I was listening to to extra time, and 
is um, Matt Doyle. He was like, you know what? Michele was right about Ilya. He should be in the MVP conversation. I was like, I'm done. My work here is done. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Was, was that when I was on when somebody said it? And I was like, yeah, Michele has been saying it all season. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I think it was you. It was Gas. I don't remember right now. But it's like, oh, no, no you said it on a Twitter spaces. And then he uh, said it on, on an MX. And, and, and David Gas said it. I was like, I'm done. I don't need to work this season anymore. My work here is done. So, so we're good. Yeah, and I still, I, I'm, I'm, I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna put him on my best eleven, my official best eleven. Okay. I think Ilya it deserves to to be there. It's between Ilya and Cipuentes for me, so we'll see if you can win me over on Ilya. And these, <laughs> well, the the thing is, I was looking to do like a real formation, like with yeah, which too. where every position matters. And my DM, it's 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 Ilya. So, okay. um, I, I'm struggling right now on my ballot because I really want to vote for for George, but when yeah, then yeah. then when well, the amount can't. of games no, for, for me, it, 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 it's not a conversation. Yeah, it's the amount of games. It's not yep. just good enough, right? And yep. so, so I'm I'm trying to mix. I already have my official, like my official voting MLS, but but we can do the the Michele's eleven yeah, and the Tom's eleven. <laughs> I, I I want the Michele eleven. I don't want the best. Yeah. So uh, we'll we'll I'll give you a couple of mine while we're at it too. So. Dude, I don't even know what you want to do. I don't want to go position by positions. I don't know if you you had that ready. Yeah, to go. yeah, yeah. I just threw a bunch of names on on the thing. I don't even have stuff yet. All right, then go ahead, go ahead with that goalkeeper in defense. Just start, start I th- I, the goalkeeper is Petrovic. Uh, it's he's unbelievable. I've, yeah. I, I had the opportunity to do two games of 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 New England live, and I've never. I don't think I've ever seen a goalkeeper that can go to the ground as fast as he yeah. does. He's unbelievable, and the and the PKs. He's he's incredible on the PKs. And obviously, it's under Blake for goalkeeper of the year. Yeah. But Petrovic is the best keeper on MLS, in in my opinion. And okay, again, yeah. going back, going back to these phony moments in interacting with with people on Twitter and, and, and with Doyle. Um, I know you work with him a lot. <laughs> I remember saying a month ago, I tweeted out it's like it's as it's crazy as it sounds. I think the revolution upgraded a goalkeeper. Like I think Petrovic is better. Than Turner, and as soon as I tweeted out, like two minutes after, like he makes a blunder. Like, I think it was like the, the the only mistake that he made the whole season. And and Doyle and Doyle replied to me, "Thank you, you jinx, you jinx, you jinx him already." <laughs> I was like, "Mother f!" <laughs> and and yeah, it's it's Petrovic. Um, it's he's 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 unbelievable, and I think he's right now. I'm sorry. I think Andre Blake should be in the conversation of best. Goalkeeper of all time on MLS. Yeah. I think that's a difficult conversation because uh, Tony Meola being the only goalkeeper Mando, to yeah. to get Rimando to get an MVP, Meola. So that that I think that's something that we're never gonna see again. If we didn't see it with Blake this year, <laughs> I don't think we're gonna see it. But I think Petrovic is is my guy. Petrovic is my guy. Um, my center. My goalkeeper is, is Joe Wells for the because he had an extended run yes. of the mustache. That was easy. And the mustache, right? Yeah. Good. The mustache, yeah. yeah. You yeah, know, I voted for for Joe Willis last year as best goalkeeper. Did you? I didn't, yeah, I didn't remember what I did. No, I did Turner. I think Turner played. Yeah. I, I think I was the only idiot that didn't vote for for Turner. <laughs> <laughs> All right, give me give me some defenders. We don't need to go in, one by one. In know. my in my defense, in my defense, Turner was like a month and a half away between That's with true. Gold Cup, etc. That was my argument, but that it's fine. Um, in defense, I think man, Kai Wagner. I know he's he's. Probably gonna get defender of the year. And he's like, gonna you're be... going with a lot of the best players in the league. This was this wasn't supposed to be the category. I know, here. I know, I know. But what do you want me to do? Like for example, <laughs> Callens. I think Callens is the best 
right now he's the best center back in the league and the best left back in the league and probably best best midfielder in the league. And if you put it in the striker, he's gonna be my my number nine in this team. I love him. Um, I think he should be a DP. I think New York City FC needs to to. I think he's he's. Uh, he's I already have one DP center back with Thiago. I know, but man, he's. I think he's the best center back in the league. I think he should be. Um, he should be on the best eleven, and I love him. I had the opportunity to to speak with him a couple of times on Campeones Cup, mm-hmm. and he's just an incredible human being, and 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 it's awesome to yeah. see him, and hopefully he's gonna be in Europe uh, very soon, and he's gonna he, he can be one of the best center backs in in a, in a very competitive in a top league in Europe for sure, and I'm very happy to 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 see that, and man, it's it's difficult to find a best eleven because. Because you know, a lot of my guys have had a great season, right? But Ilie, I think he's, he should be in the, in the MVP conversation. He's not going to be. Um, I don't think he's going to get votes. I'm not voting for him. I think. I mean, <laughs> if you're not, then nobody is. Yeah, if I'm not. I'm not. But but you know, at the end, you have to be objective in this, yeah. and and it's it's going to be Hani, right? Or or Drusi. Uh, for me, it's it's his Hani. But you know, well. I think Pablo Ruiz. It's been unbelievable. For for RSL, yeah, dude, he's he's been really great. I'm glad. Man, and it's, I think that we didn't. It took us a while with with um, Demir Krylock to recognize really how good yeah. he was. And I think that Pablo Ruiz has benefited because a, a few people like myself, you Doyle, have have tried to say like, hey, like I know sometimes like they're not on national TV or whatever, but like please don't overlook this player. Yeah, it's it's and you know what? Even he 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 wasn't like the love, for, even at, at, during RSL fans until <laughs> this year, which is crazy, right? Because yeah. and 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 I spoke to him at the beginning of the season. It's like, what's changing now that Krylak is not there, like Rushnak is not there, and he said, like, I'm just gonna be more free. I can be more free, and because with Krylak with Rushnak, he was like stuck, being that type of almost like a DM six, which is not his strength, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and I think it this year has been has been shown what he can do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Man, it's um, I love Georgie. I love, I, I almost cried listening to his interview the other day. Like when when he said that that he didn't got the response that he wanted from from Gregor Halter, yeah. that he's not even in consideration anymore for the USMNT, I think it's ludicrous. I think it's crazy to think about it. I just love him. I wish him the mm. best. Um, he was, I think, the MVP from runner for the first two three months of the of the season. It's, and and the injuries just came in the worst time. Like as soon as he he's given the chance in the summer to be with the US men's national team, he gets injured yep. that weekend. Hasn't been the same since, so and hasn't been the same. It's it sucks, man. It's it's it sucks, right? And Lucha Costa, I always say it's it's, it's always Lucha Costa season. Um, he's he's incredible. Um, I'm very happy for him. I'm super high on Cincinnati for playoffs. And another, I think Chicharango is another guy that you want to root for for him. <laughs> he had everything against him this year. Like yeah. at the beginning of the season, Cherondolo wasn't sold on him. He wasn't starting. And he was in the midst of um, a lot of teams came knocking on the door. Um, I know RSL was one of them. And at the end, they had to settle with, with Musovsky. But they wanted Chicho. Did they really? Yeah. And, and, and of course, LAFC, his contract is very favorable. And, mm-hmm. and LAFC was asking for a lot. I'm but sure the, it had to have been, what, three yeah. or four million games? Yeah, it was going to be a GAM record for sure. Yeah. yeah and, and, and at the end... He he's a great guy. When you had the opportunity to, to interact with him, he's 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 that one guy that you ask about it, and he's like, I don't I don't care, you know. I'm just I'm just gonna keep working. I, I know, and and he's very self aware 
mm. of like I know that I that Cherondolo, he this is something that that he will tell you. I know that the coach didn't love me at the beginning, and I've been trying. I know that they want me to be a better def- defensive attacker, and that's not my strength. My strength, and and I'm just here to work on it and be better. And you want to root for for those guys, right? And and another guy, man, Christian Roldan, bro, I would cut my veins for for for, <laughs> for that kid. Um, he's gonna be in Qatar. Listen, listen to me. He's gonna be in Qatar. He's gonna be the 26th guy on the roster. And you, USMNT fans, especially on Twitter, that 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 are gonna be so angry about that. I'm I'm gonna drink your tears, <laughs> and and it, it, you can bookmark this episode. I'm not putting this on Tom. This Tom has nothing to do with it. But Christian Roldan, man, and, and I think he showed this year finally how valuable he mm-hmm. is for Seattle, especially because we we fixated about um, with Joao Paulo, which is huge, you know, yep. with Joao Paulo, and, and then and then with Over Vargas. But w- then the team just with when when Christian Roldan got injured for the past uh, month or six weeks, the team mm-hmm. just that, that it, it was done, right? Yep. It was done. They they couldn't recover. Um, when when he played as a wing, you could see. Um, he was missing on the midfield. When he played in the midfield, you could see that they didn't have an answer on the wing. So, man, it doesn't get more of, as valuable as that. So, hopefully, he gets the recognition as uh, moving forward. And and yeah, man, I'm, I'm and and the last one I think of of the guys that it, I think he just won us everyone this year. Just Brandon Vasquez. Yeah. Um, it's gonna suck when he's gonna be starting for Mexico and wearing that number nine shirt. <laughs> <laughs> but and and yeah, it sucks that he's not in contention. But but like I said, talking about the USMNT, I don't think it doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't matter right now who the nine is. You can plug in Karim Benzema right there, and just the system it's not it's not serving the number nine well. So you can cry about Vasquez, Pifok, whatever you want to cry. I don't think it doesn't matter. So those are my guys, and I'm happy that most of them. Are, are getting the recognition like Kai Wagner? He's gonna be a sharpie in in every best eleven this year. Yep, yep, yep. And but yeah, those guys, Pablo Ruiz, Ilie, um, Bronico that we talked with, we, we touched on Charlotte, uh, Arango. Because you want to root for 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 people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Christian Roldan has been unbelievable. I've been, yeah, really um, good he's been around the team. I started covering the USMNT since January 2018, and he's always been there around mm-hmm. it. Another guy that deserves a lot of recognition is uh, Sebastian Lejet. He dealt with a lot of shit. Yeah. He deals with a lot of shit from social yeah. media um, yeah. with his involvement on USMNT. And I had the opportunity to talk with him recently. And he's he had a rough time his last year at Galaxy. He had a, yeah. rough, a rough time in New England, like a really rough time. And he's super happy now in Dallas. And we've, we've seen what type of player he can be, at least on MLS, mm-hmm. uh, right now in Dallas. And and I'm very happy for those type of players, you know. And I'm always gonna die on the on, on the heel for those type of guys and players. Because at the end, it's it's like I said, it's a sport, you yeah. know. At the end, we're not this life. Well, I guess a lot of work work <laughs> people. This it's their work for them. But sometimes we treat this like if it's a life or death situation, yeah. and we forget that there's there are human beings mm-hmm. behind the player. And yeah, that those are the guys I root for, and those are those are the, the Michele guys for for this year and moving forward. I guess <laughs> if I was if I was a better professional, I would I would cut it there. I'd say that's great. That's a great point to leave off on. But I'm just going to throw you some <laughs> some of the guys, the, the my guys. Yes, um, please. Obviously, it's going to be New Jersey heavy. John Tolkien's in there. Oh, Tolkien, uh, yeah, Sa- that's a good one. Uh, Sasha Kleshin is the godfather to to this exercise for me. He's just I don't know. He's uh, I have 
I have a penchant for, say, slower, creative, one-footed player. Like, Clutchin's really two-footed, so that's not fair to him. But you know what I mean? Like, he, you look at him, like, when he was with the Red Bulls, there was fans that were complaining he didn't score enough. Like, I don't know. There's Sasha is one of my favorite players, I think, of all time. And, you know, again, the mustache, all that. I, I, I had <laughs> jokingly, when he was with the Red Bulls, when I would describe myself as, as the men's league Sasha Clutchin. So that, that one's just always going to be their honorary member, no matter how many minutes he plays. Uh, Pax and Aronson, I think, counts. I've, I've broke... Brandon Aronson's transfer to Salzburg and to Leeds, and I broke Paxton Aronson's homegrown contract. So I he's just there because I feel like an honorary Aronson at this point, <laughs> part of their career. Connie <laughs> um, Mukhtar, but to also because I, I was I never I don't know I, I, he was catching a lot of shit in his first season. It's like who that like he's not very good. They they blew it on their DP. Yeah, I kept on saying he's good. Um, so while I'm patting myself on the back, I'm also going to point out that I was a big Yonder Cadiz guy. I thought that he was going to be a great signing for Nashville. <laughs> it didn't quite work out. So you know, winning a loss. I love Bryce Duke, uh, Jaron Shakiri. That's it's always going to be there for me. Um, I'm never going to leave that island. Go ahead. I have another guy. I just I uh, just forget uh, Federico Navarro. I was gonna. That was good. Yes, because Fetty Fetty was that was the one I forgot with you. With because, dude, I I've been a big Fetty guy as well. Because yeah, not many people were watching Chicago at the end of last season for obvious reasons. And after he was signed, so not a lot of people were, were paying. I was like, dude, this guy's good. Like I love like he's oh, an absolute pit bull at defensive mid. Like. And then, like, you were all over this year. I was like, damn it. Like, I, I didn't claim that. Hill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And then, you know, New Jersey, New Jersey, Mario Gomez, Brian White. Um, and then I love, like, Pedro Vite out in Vancouver. Oh, just, nice. these are just some of the guys trying to trying to keep it. Uh, Matthew Nositas. I don't think he's made his MLS debut yet. But he's a six foot seven center back. I'm in for that. I'm in for that just forever. Just give sign me up for that experience. So, yeah, I think, I think that, that'll do it for some of my, like, cold heroes. Yeah. I, I remember at the beginning of the season, um, Federico, I was, I was tweeting about him a lot. He's a, he's just, he's just a, like a little tractor. Like he's everywhere. <laughs> and, 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 and during Chicago, just, I remember they got into this period that they didn't win like in 13 games or something ridiculous like yeah. that. Um, and he was just, you know, there and, <laughs> and, and, and doing like being the best player that they had. And, 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 and yeah. And, and he's super, super, super. Uh, nice guy also. Uh, those guys that thank you um, when you go interview them, mm. uh, I think that's 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 a part of that that I value a lot. You know that those guys that really um, like that that you're paying attention to them and they're very very. How do you say this word? My English fails, right? Uh, <laughs> that they value, you know, that yeah. you take the time to 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 talk to them and and they are very appreciative, you know. And another mm. guys like like Paula Riola. Um, yeah, again, covering for, for the USMNT, uh, he's been awesome. Um, very, very lovable guy. Very, very down to earth. You know, you know, I I started covering him when he was in Cholos. I live in Tijuana oh, for really? two years, yeah, yeah. Oh, and wow. he was he was in Cholos. Yeah, yeah. Um, the first the first semester that I was there, yeah, those two years in Cholos were amazing. I had Miguel Herrera, Piojo, for <laughs> six months there. Arriola was on that team. Then um, Diego Coca show up. He didn't do very well there. Uh, <laughs> uh, Oscar Pareja was the last coach. Yeah, that I, yeah. Dude, for two years, I had the the most awesome guys to cover in Cholos. That, that's another... My, my my two years in Tijuana, That's I could fill a, a whole episode with that. <laughs> Get a book getting, getting ready. Um, yeah, so yeah, speaking of filling a whole episode, Michael, I've taken up enough of your time. Uh, thank you so much for joining and lending your... your optimism your vibes all this i love love speaking with you everybody watch him on tudiana twitter all this english spanish he does it all he, he talks into a microphone there's a good chance by the time this release and you're listening to this michaela will be on another podcast or doing a live hit 
for to you, Deanna. So um, everybody, just pay attention to your to your devices, and you'll find Michaela. <laughs> Thanks so much, Tom. You know, I, I admire you so much. You're one of the guys that I, that that I look for, and every chance I get to to even talk to you, even through text or anything, uh, that it makes my my day better anytime, man. Thank you so That's much. Too, too kind, brother. All right, everybody. Till next week. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 